Hello. Oh, you did a singy thing. I did. Oh, hello. Changing shit up here at Goose Chase. Yeah, you're stealing my thunder. Mm. Well, it's an odd it's an odd Wednesday night. We are It's a little later than usual. Mm-hmm. We're recording later. The, I have the I have the joy of the Pittsburgh penguins in me as we are currently clobbering the living hell out of Philadelphia. Now how many Pittsburgh penguins would you say you currently have in you? Three and a half. Okay. Well, that's a respectable amount, really. It's way more penguins than one normally finds inside their body, so yeah, I consider that pretty good. It's more than I've ever had in me, so I think it's pretty <laughs> impressive. I, I just had to do a double check to make sure we're actually recording this shit, because last <laughs> week... By the way, I apologize if anyone listening was uh, irritated with me being irritated. I felt really weird about it. No, I... Well... The only person who said anything to me about it was Harry. Yeah. And he wasn't irritated that you were irritated. He felt really bad yeah. because he could tell that you felt really bad. So he felt bad that you felt bad. Well, Harry, I appreciate your sympathy. It was incredibly difficult. Although I did, I will say, I talked to Don's about it. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you know, you, you couldn't really tell, which made me feel really good, actually. I thought, I listened to the, I listened to every episode and I thought it was fine. Like, you yeah. were obviously frustrated. Right. But I didn't feel like it really came through as much as you thought it did. That's really good because I felt like a real dick. No. <laughs> no, you weren't like being mean or anything. Yeah. You were just frustrated with yourself, which was, is completely yeah. understandable. There was nothing but hate in my heart for what I had done to our podcast. So Yeah. Anyway. No that, one cared as much as you. <laughs> that's in the past. We can forget that. We can move right mm. on. Yeah, let's toast to moving on. We're yes, doing a shot. <laughs> Got a shot here of Templeton Rye, the good stuff, as You know, they this say. is quickly becoming one of my favorite whiskeys. It's really good. I'm actually thinking about buying how, another bottle or two of this. How because much is this a bottle? Not much. It's like 26, 28 bucks. It's, like, it's not too bad. It's, it's pretty affordable, <laughs> even considering the volume of it. It's, you know, it's like a, it's a solid rye whiskey yeah. for a good price. Even that other bottle I got, the bourbon that's supposed to have like yeah. a little more rye content Which for we, a bourbon. We still have some of that left right. upstairs even. I like this more than that. And granted, this isn't a bourbon, it's a rye, but right. still I thought I'd like that other one more. But it was also several bucks cheaper. Right. No, it's this, not bad though. They're not wrong to call this the good stuff. We've been enjoying it here now. I had an entire fateful bottle of it on St. Patty's, and yes, you Lord did. Almighty did that. Not I will end never well. forget the text <laughs> that said, <laughs> "I drank an entire bottle of Templeton Rye." I'm not drunk. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, just you wait. I know what I'm coming home to. Here's the thing. At the time, that was true. You hadn't stood up yet. I hadn't stood up yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of went, whoo, over me. Yeah, that was a night that I kept getting drinks for free. And it was, like, really exciting because yeah. I never get drinks for free. Yeah. Unless, like, you're buying for me. And that doesn't count. It doesn't count? It doesn't count. Shit. Because... You're my love. Man, I gotta figure out a way to make that count. Put that in the, put that, you know. Well, like, you treat sometimes, I treat sometimes. We have a pretty reciprocal relationship. Yeah. But, like, in general, I don't go out expecting to drink for free. What I'm saying is I'm digging for brownie points <clears throat> and I'm gonna find them. You get constant brownie points. Oh. It's just that, like, I consider, if you're paying for me, it's like, even though our funds aren't pulled, I... I respect your money, so I don't feel like I get that for free because we're like a unit. Mm. 
but like someone else who I don't know that well paying for me. Right. Yeah. No. That's free. Yeah. Right. I get, <laughs> I get what you're saying, actually. Right. Like yeah. I respect your money. I don't want you to spend money on me. The, I want a stranger. The things we do together are part of the overall transactional relationship thing. They don't right. really count. When you go out somewhere <clears> else and someone, you know, sort of like buys you a dinner or a drink, you're like, oh, holy shit. Surprise drinks <laughs> are the best drinks. <laughs> Speaking of things we do together, uh, we uh, we went out to Indian food this last week. We went out to Indian food. We went out to Indian food. <laughs> that might have sounded weird. But yeah, we went out to get Indian food this last week. We went with Matt and Grace. We had a mm-hmm. pretty great time. I had a really, really good night with them. Yeah, an awesome night. And Matt and I decided to engage <laughs> in the pissing contest of Indian hot vindaloo. Yes. Yeah, and you One know One of the what? spiciest Indian dishes you can get. We were expecting to be under the table. I think the last dab that we did on this show a couple of weeks ago has acclimated me. <laughs> right. And acclimated him. He also tried it. And I think, honestly, we were expecting worse. We did pretty okay. I had a bite of it, and it was really spicy. I still kind of suspect they didn't quite give you guys Indian hot. Yeah. Cause I, I wonder think- about that. I think if you're white, they never do. <laughs> like, no right. joke. I think they're like, yeah, you think you want Indian hot? Yeah. I remember um, my friend Kaylee, I was living in Pittsburgh, and I met her in college, but she happened to be living in Pittsburgh at the time, too. And we all went to um, my favorite Indian restaurant in Pittsburgh, Mint, with two T's on the end instead of one. Mm-hmm. We went there, and... Uh, <clears throat> She asked, she was a vegetarian at the time, so she just got, like, birani, which is, like, basically fried rice with yeah. veggies in it. And uh, she wanted it Indian hot, and they're like, are you sure? And she's <laughs> like, I am very sure. Yeah. I dated a Pakistani man for a while, and he would make me, like, food the way he ate it, and it yeah. was hot as hell, and I'm used to it, so please give me Indian hot. Yeah. Like... So so they eventually would, but it, like, took convincing of them being, like, are you sure? She also had, like, blonde hair and blue eyes and, like, was yeah. as white as you can look. Yeah. Very pale. Ultra and, white. Uh, yeah, and they're just, like, I don't know about this. Are we going to get sued for burning this white lady's mouth off? <laughs> she could handle case, it, clearly. The case of Indian restaurant versus <laughs> white lady, docket number 10486. It's a tale as old as time, really. <laughs> We we still haven't taken these shots. No, right, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Bottoms up to another week of goose chase. Clink. The nice shot of the good stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Templeton. Oh, I dribbled Templeton. a little. <laughs> you made a little dribble? Made a little dribble. Got a little dribble on there, dirt. All right. All right. Yeah, All so right. what else do we got going on? What else is um, new in our world here? I started watching the second season of, oh, I always forget the name of the show, but I have it pulled up, A Series of Unfortunate Events. You started watching the second season? <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say, didn't we watch the first and second season together? We watched the first season. The second season was just released. Aren't they on the third season now? they got to be on the third season. Mm-mm. Just the second season. It took wow. them a really long time to put the second season out. Huh. Okay. All right. And well, by that, I mean like a year. What do you think of it, by the way? And and, and also, uh, before you say that, if it's good, I will watch it with you. Um, I like it yeah? so far. Is it I like it up? a lot. Yeah, I just, I 
as I was walking out of work, I just had a realization about a joke that they make. And it just like clicked in my head and went, oh, my God, I can't believe it took me like almost 24 hours to get that joke. Is it spoilery or is it just like a joke that doesn't matter? <clears throat> this is a joke that doesn't well, matter. Well, but let's hear it. Let's get into it. There's a character that calls people cake sniffers. Okay. And she's like a bratty little girl. And she calls everyone cake sniffers. It's like her main insult. Okay. <clears throat> it's a pretty decent insult in like a really yeah, clean way. It's real weird. Well, they end up witnessing her sneak into the cafeteria and remove a glass dome from a cake okay. and plant her nose into it and inhale and then replace the dome and walk away. Wait, so she does She this. is a cake sniffer. So she's kind of projecting right, on and people. And that's why it's her go-to insult. <laughs> I just, so I watched that that's whole really scene and was like, that's a really weird thing to do. Why should she <clears throat> do that? And then it just clicked on my yeah. way home from work. Yeah. I was like. Oh, she's a cake sniffer. Yeah. Like, it took me that long to process it for some reason. It's kind of like a brilliant little insight into human right. nature, right? Right. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, <clears throat> oh, that's really smart because you really do, like, you yeah. lash out the things at the things that you are, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, it's a common thing. If The, the thing you don't like <clears throat> in yourself when and when you see it in other people, right. you can't stand it. I, I think the tone of the show is really similar to the first season. It feels really consistent. And it feels like the same theme yeah. still of, like, there's hope. There's people that, like, really feel for the main characters and are yeah. trying to help. But they're kind of, like, shut down at every turn. Yeah. So, like, at for some reason, like, that sounds like something that would get really old. But I think because it's like, well, it was doomed the last 20 times. Someone tried to help him. It's going right. to be doomed now. But but that's the human condition, isn't it? Is right. Hope. Rooting for the underdogs. And also they aren't helpless themselves. Right. Like they're characters who have merit themselves and are trying to get themselves out of the issue. It's yeah, not like, they like have agency just, in their problem. Right. They're not just waiting around. Like yeah. so much of the situation has been out of their control, but yeah. they have always tried to affect change in the situation. Okay. So I I really like that part of it. Like they the characters are well rounded and they have like strengths and they play to them and I think it's really good. It's really goofy. Yeah. It's um, weird. It's like it seems like the universe of this show, in my experience of watching a season of it, is both fatalistic and like hopeful. Like it, it, right. it is both things. Like the world conspires to continue to ruin your life, and all you can do is try to stop that from happening. That's right. just kind of reality, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. That's just real life. And um, I there's an episode that has a bunch of like fish jokes, and I found them really funny. Like there were a bunch of salmon jokes and okay. a bunch of like herring jokes, and it was just really silly. I thought you meant fish, like the band, because I I'm, knew pr I'm primed for this now. <laughs> I knew you'd think that. Yeah, because we had this conversation, or maybe, <laughs> I don't know if it was just me that had this conversation with Matt about uh, Adventure Time. It was Adventure Time that he was talking with me about. There was an episode that was, or maybe many episodes, that were like loaded with fish jokes, which is why I thought of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're saying. <laughs> Fish, fish. Fish like the fish. Like a like the fish. Like the animal. Fish like a fish. Yes. Not like <laughs> a jam band. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Laura actually just texted me. Oh, and cool. 
they're working on, they're going to be on our next episode. I'm really excited about that. We have never done that before. Right. So she just texted me and said, by the way, making up fake news stories is hard. I give you guys props. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, thank goodness! Someone outside of this Someone table understands. knows that it's it, it is hard because here's the thing: it's not just about making up bullshit. You really do have to like straddle the line of feasibility without right. without tipping your hand. It's like right. any good bluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I really I enjoy doing it, but there are times when I just put it off and put it off because I can't think of anything good at this rate. Or at this rate, at this point in the show, I think we both might have like a 50% success rate. Yeah. Like yeah. early on, we were both sort of like kind of challenging each other. But but it becomes pretty clear after doing this many, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. It's statistics. Every now and then we might have like an off night coming up with something and it's yeah. kind of obvious, but not mm-hmm. that often. I think very frequently I tip my own hand, <clears throat> but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I know what I think sounds feasible Mm -hmm. and it seems obvious to me right yeah i don't ever feel like you've tipped your hand yeah Um, it's fun though it's fun laura i hope you're having fun (laughs) at least because for god's sakes if you if you can't if you can't do it effortlessly effortlessly at least have fun doing it right um trying to think of anything else today Um, oh, oh no please go ahead today i was having a conversation at work we're kind of slow towards the end of the night and somehow, like, horror movies came up, and my boss is like, oh, you don't like scary movies, do you? And I'm like, oh, no, I do. I just didn't see that one. Yeah. It was, uh, we were talking about Blair Witch. I was like, oh, I never saw that. Neither did I. We were actually huge. talking about the podcast, and this he said podcast? something, yeah, he said okay. something about, like, um, oh, I was saying how we don't make, we don't expect to make money off of it. If we did, that would be awesome. But we, you know, we don't really expect that to happen. Probably won't. And he's like, oh, you gotta have the topic be something like blah, blah, blah thing because it's popular right now and it's gotta be like what people want to hear. And I'm like, we, we talk about cults sometimes. Like (laughs) we talk about a lot of stuff. For the record, I would sooner, my promise to the listener I would sooner die than do something just because it's popular. Right. That's not what this is about. We do it because we want to do it and we enjoy it. And I mean, if we were disingenuous about what interested us in the first place. No one would want to listen to it. What the fuck are we doing? It's a waste of time. So anyway, um, he's like, wasn't Blair Witch about cults? And I was like, I honestly didn't see Blair Witch. He's like, really? And then we started talking about horror movies. And he thought I didn't like them. And I was like, I like scary movies. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I really like I really like watching scary movies when I'm depressed. And then he asked me a question that I didn't expect him to ask me, which was, "How do you know when you're depressed?" And I was like, "It's it's a valid question. I don't know how to answer that because I just I feel depressed. Like yeah. at some point I just notice I'm depressed." And so the best response I could come up with was when I don't feel like living, <laughs> like, I, I guess that's the answer. Like oh when I, I don't feel like existing, like, I don't want to die. I just don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Can I offer you like a somewhat similar dark anecdote to this story? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I made a joke today that was way too dark. <laughs> it was like way too dark. I realized Why it. Why do millennials joke about death all the time? Yeah, here's the thing is it was I it was apparent to me by Blaine by Blaine's reaction 
too that it real. Was too dark. Too real. And and his reaction was hysterical laughter. <laughs> like it wasn't like he went ooh. But I was talking about <laughs> I've got this uh, rifle upstairs, mm-hmm. uh, which I took apart. You know this. I took this rifle apart because the 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 sort of like loading mechanism has been jammed since I got it. And yeah, I'm so glad you didn't shoot yourself. Yeah, because you found. <laughs> You were an assistant. There was no ammunition in it. Yeah, well, the thing is, from the visible, like, everything you can see, the chamber of the, 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 the sort of, uh, whatever, your, I don't know, it was, it was stuck open. <laughs> yeah, it was stuck in the so, open position. From the view you had, you were pretty confident there was no yeah. bullet or anything in it. Yeah. Because you could see both sides. You could see inside of it, and you couldn't see it. Right. But when I took this the screw apart and I banged the thing on the floor like the manual says to separate the thing in halves, what I found was a an unfired you know uh, round inside mm-hmm. the the the, uh, the the not quite the barrel but below where the actual barrel is, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of like you know freaked out a bit. And I was telling Blaine about this today, and I was saying you know like God, what if I had actually <clears throat> shot the thing by accident? And it, bounces off the wall, comes back and kills me. And then I said something like, we were joking about people's reactions to that. And my, my joke was, oh my God, I can't believe it was an accident. <laughs> Wait. Like, like, oh my oh. God, I can't believe it was an accident. <laughs> right? Like, which is way too dark. And I, reali- right. I realized after I said it, because he was laughing and tears were coming out of his eyes. <laughs> it was but like, it's we- honest. <laughs> It was, the thing is, it was very bitter, way too dark, but I, but I knew it was funny, and I felt a little guilty after I said it, but... Eh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Blaine can handle it. Yeah, he no. clearly was okay with it. <laughs> I don't know. That, that just fucking cracked me up. More, <laughs> more, it was an accident. More than me saying it, his reaction to right. it was my favorite part of that. Yeah. How do you know when you're depressed? I don't feel like living anymore. I just, I just don't want to be a person. It, it caught him off guard. <laughs> right. That's the thing is, some people have no experience with that. Well, and he was saying he hasn't, this is the first year that he really has had any experience with it. So I think it was a genuine question. It was just like, how do you know, like, what makes you go, oh, I'm depressed? Yeah. But it it's usually a gradual thing. It's like, some people feel numb when they're depressed. Yeah. It, usually, I'm the opposite. I feel like anything could set me off into a crying jack. Like, my emotions are really close to the surface, and that's yeah, right. not normally the case with me. I usually got to kind of dig for them. <coughs> so, right. So when they're um, right up at the surface, it's like, okay, right. something's wrong. And when it's, like, consistently, like, several days of just, like, feeling like anything can make me want to cry and, like, just, like, having a real short fuse and just not wanting to do anything and just like feeling like crap in general. And then I get the whole, like the mindset of like, I just, I don't want to die. I don't want to kill myself, but I really don't want to exist anymore. For for the record. (laughs) God, I don't don't know if this is way too personal, but I feel like, you know, the kind of people we, we draw into our lives know what this is about. Right. It's like, you know, and everyone, just being depressed is what it is. Everyone deals with mental illness. Yeah. Like, I, I'm confident saying everyone deals with mental illness. Yeah, I, think I don't so. know a single person who hasn't had some kind of issue of, like, anxiety 
or a panic attack or depression in some way, shape, or form, even if yeah. it's not like clinically depressed or like right. you have an actual diagnosis. Everyone has experienced something. Right. It, I think it's just the way our minds are. We're just like stewing in chemicals and electrical charge up there. Yeah. Like the human animal is a poorly optimized machine. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can go wrong. It's like an intricate balance. Yeah, and right. One little thing is not there in the right amount or in the right place at the right time in your brain. And the human mind is like the McDonald's mm-hmm. ice cream, uh, the milkshake machine. In it's, a in a perfect world, <laughs> it's often being cleaned. In a perfect world, it's operational all the open hours. But in <laughs> practice, it's usually being cleaned right when you want one. That's basically it, right? That's, I think I that's think, how that I, goes. I think my metaphor was pretty good. I Let's move on. I think it stands. <laughs> you, so would you, would you like the news? I would. <laughs> After that, that weird note, diversion, yes. I let's like do that the news. metaphor. No. I think it stands. Mm. I stand by it. I'm just saying okay. Wendy's. Wendy's is where it's at, you guys. If you have a Wendy's near you, go to it. I've never told no. Never told <laughs> I've never been told no when I've asked for a Frosty, mm. just saying. Not even just that, but just as a quick aside, they got like a <laughs> butter cookie milkshake, and apparently oh, really? it's fantastic. Yeah, apparently it's mm, really good. Now I want that. My Pap-Pap orders them two at a time. Aw. Yeah. But, I yeah, love your Pap-Pap. Me too. He's he's in the hospital right now. You know this, right? I did not know oh that. Gosh. This well, is a good way for me to yeah. find out. We're going to talk about that off air. He's okay, but he's you know okay. not, not doing super great, but he's okay. Aw, poor Pap-Pap. Yeah. He's okay. <laughs> He's such a good guy, that Pap-Pap. Not a great time to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not the time. <laughs> Man, this episode's just real dark. Ooh. Real dark. We're doing tonight. great. Hey, what's, okay. what's the news, girlfriend? <laughs> so, first up on the docket. By the way, the news quiz is a game we like <clears throat> to play here on this show, wherein one of us will provide the other with two false stories and one true news story. In this case, my job is to guess... The true news story, or truths, truths, as we call it, and not the false news story, or as we call it, news. <laughs> We've never called <laughs> We've it never that. Called it that. We are now, though. <clears throat> All right, you ready? I am so ready. First one. All right. Cephalopod prison shed aquarium's giant Pacific octopus opal on lockdown after breaking out of tank and stealing head biologist lunch. <laughs> Please let it be that. (laughs) All right. Second one. Army of life-size Mark Zuckerberg cardboard cutouts storms Capitol Lawn. Okay. That feels really real. (laughs) That feels so real to me in light of everything. That feels so real to me. Third one. Third one. Woman embalmed alive when hospital administered IV formalin instead of saline. Uh, Repeat that one once more time. Woman embalmed alive when the hospital administered IV formalin, like formaldehyde, instead of saline. Christ, I hope not. <clears throat> what, do you want a repeat of all three? Yeah, I want all three again. Cephalopod prison. Shed aquarium's giant Pacific octopus opal. I keep saying octopus o- weird. <laughs> you say octopus. <laughs> I do. Oh, I've never pronounced it like that before tonight. Okay. Uh, giant Pacific octopus opal on lockdown after breaking out of tank and stealing head biologist lunch. I'm like begging the universe <laughs> for that one. Army of life-size Mark Zuckerberg cardboard cutouts storms Capitol lawn. 
and woman embalmed alive when hospital administered IV formalin instead of saline. Okay. First of all, can I just say, great news quiz. Yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> this is a hell of a lot of fun. I did it not at the last minute. My, I can tell my success rate is yeah. better. Like, I have a better news quiz when I don't wait till five minutes before the podcast. Yeah, because you, you need that time for all the weird images and ideas to meld in right, your head. Right, and I need time to, like, go back later and be like, nah, I don't like that one. I right. don't often change my mind, but every now and then, like, I need time to stew on it. Okay. I have a guess. Okay. Without elaborating at length, I will say I still I hope I'm wrong. <clears throat> I hope that the octopus is in jail for stealing lunch. But I think the cardboard zucks are on the rise. That's my answer. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Would you like to see a picture? Oh, my God, please. It's actually a video, but. Oh, my God, I love it. Honestly, yeah, you know, I it's just, that seems so real because as as our listeners might know, Mark Zuckerberg spent the last two days on Capitol Hill answering a bunch of questions to people who don't know how the internet works. Look at that. And they're wearing fix Facebook t-shirts. Fix Facebook. See, that's how you do a protest. Right? That's how you do a protest. You put a bunch of goofy looking Mark Zuckerberg somewhere with a catchy phrase on their t-shirts. Yep. Uh, so the cephalopod prison is not true, oh my God. although it very well could be because I have seen videos of like yeah. octopi breaking out of their tanks and like sneaking across the room and go doing stuff like, yeah, um, they're really clever. The last one isn't true. The reason, it's partly the reason true. I leaned away from it because I know you can't be embalmed by IV just like <clears throat> just right. like with a bag that you'd have to replace everything. Right. And what actually happened to her um it wasn't an IV. She was having a procedure done and instead of they like had her opened up and instead of rinsing the area with saline, they rinsed her with formalin. Oh no. And it did end up causing her death. Oh shit! Was, yeah, ended up. It was a really, really bad mistake, and people are like, "Why do they even have that? Like, why? How yeah, why was, was that mistake there? made?" And this is in Germany, by the way. It wasn't in the United States. There's not like a legitimate medical reason to put formalin in someone, a there, living person's body. Is not there? at that strength. Right. Not at that strength. It's like one of those things. Like, if you had found out that someone's body had been rinsed with diesel fuel, you would have the same questions. Like, why right. the fuck was it there in a bag that but looked close enough? This was going around Facebook, and it the what's going around is that it was done by IV, and that she was basically embalmed alive, and that wasn't what happened. Okay. It, it wasn't an IV. Instead of <clears throat> rinsing. With saline, they rinsed with formalin. Yeah. And it did end up causing complications. She was taken to another hospital to try to address them. Yeah. But it ended up, she ended up passing away from the complications. God, how horrible. That that's, yeah, that's messed up. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're seeking <coughs> legal action and stuff, as they should. Oh, yeah. Because that's, God, that's it, crazy. In America, meanwhile, <laughs> we'll sue over goddamn anything. Mm -hmm. You definitely... You definitely have to sue over that one. We'll sue over getting Indian food that's too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just waiting for my time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, That's why they won't give you the real Indian hot. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I, I know that. And here's the thing. When I ordered from her, I said, I think I'd like to try the Indian hot. Yeah. That was the wrong cadence. It's using You hedged too much <clears throat> yeah, in your cadence. I, and, everything about it, the wording, right. the cadence, my face. Next time you should just yell in her face, Indian hot. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Is, yeah. Uh, hi, I'd like the Vindaloo. I'd like it. Indian hot. <laughs> Just yell right in her face. Yeah, just she was a very good waitress, actually, a very good server, yeah. and she oh, you laughed like, at me. I was gonna say you like her because you made her laugh. I made her laugh. <laughs> hey, that's a good reason. I to I made like her somebody. laugh against her will, which I always appreciate. Like I could tell she was trying not to. Yeah. But then as she was walking away, she started cracking up, you, and I love that feeling. You, I live for that feeling. You voodooed her with the darkness of your. That's why I'm never getting married. <laughs> and then yeah. Matt and Grace are getting married, and right. we're excited to go to their wedding. Oh sure, yeah. Um, that's not but, the issue here. Yeah, they said something, and I was like, "That's why we're never getting married." <laughs> yeah. And then they said something else, and I'm like, "Also, why we're never getting married?" <laughs> and after the second time of saying it, the waitress just lost it yeah. and just was cracking up as she walked That's away. another one of those things that, like, to you and I is not especially, like, you know, dark in nature. But I think for most normal people <laughs> right. to say that seems somehow shocking. It's, like, cause for it's most because normal we've people, been, it's like, we've been living you... with that mindset for yeah. a long time, so yeah. it's normal to us. But yeah. for most people, like, wanting to get married is a standard it's just like the socially acceptable, 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 man. It's socially a late acceptable night. receptacle. Um, <laughs> it's the socially acceptable thing to do. It's like on the list of things that you do and that you should want sure. to do. To not want to do it is almost heresy to normal people. Right. And so for someone to be like, not doing that. Yeah. Also, why I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like you got her. It made her laugh in the. I was I, very proud. I enjoyed that moment too. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. And she was she was just in general a really good server. She was nice. It is time for our middle segment and for a little <laughs> thing that I have laid out here for you to do that I forgot about, but you discovered you know, on the table in front of me. Uh, yes. So let's talk about this here. This is um, it's so squishy. It is squishy. I will tell you what this is, so you do not fear it. But so on Tuesday. Uh, Chris has been out of town. Um, <clears throat> this should not be news to anybody, but let's just say it since it's it's already a, a half a week old. And on Facebook. And on Facebook. Chris and Trish are engaged, which is super Yay! fucking exciting. Congratulations. Oh, my God. from Goose Chase Podcast. I have talked to a number of people about this event, including mm-hmm. Joe Draft today. Oh, Yeah. I talked to Joe Draft on the phone who was like, man, I am happy for them. He said something like... When I'm hanging out, because he hasn't been in town for a long time, but he said, when I hung out with Chris and Trisha, I never felt like I was hanging out with Chris and Chris's girlfriend. Right. And I really kind of like, <clears throat> I got the point he was making is like, you know, like Trisha's cool and I never feel like I have to like watch myself around her. Like, you know, let's I, watch what I say. I think you could say that for everyone in our friend group. Yeah, I think so who too. Who we hang out with, like everyone who is coupled up. Not a single one of them would I just not hang out with them individually. Right, exactly. Like, like it's it's not like anyone's significant other is tagging along. Yeah, I don't think we draw We're friends tag-alongs. with everyone. Yeah. And that's just, it's the personalities that we attract because if there's ever someone whose significant other yeah. can't keep up, basically, they're not around for very long. Kind of, in a way, right? Yeah. But- We're... 
We just chop them down. <laughs> we forcibly remove them. Yeah, no, there are a lot that. of people have gone missing, weirdly. <laughs> anyway, aside from that point, on Tuesday, because we couldn't do the ordinary dude cast, me and Ben hung out at Ben's place, and mm-hmm. Aubrey uh, hung out with us. We did, uh, we did the th- dude's night with a lady. We had a really Later. awesome. We had an awesome night. All three did of you us. record or did you just put the? We put together the sketches episode for the dude cast, which which was I had a lot of fun doing that. I uh, haven't listened yet, but I have it downloaded and ready to listen. But one of the things that uh, that Ben and Aubrey and I did was enjoy these beautiful, weird delicacies that she she brought for uh, that evening. Where did she get them? Cleveland. Aubrey and Miss Tina got these in Cleveland at a a restaurant, the name of which I don't know. They're called Sesame Balls for Mm -hmm. at least one obvious reason. The outside is entirely coated with sesame seed. Right. But what they consist of mostly is like a a glutinous rice flour that makes up the outside Mm -hmm. and a delicious red bean paste that makes up the inside. Yeah, I definitely got like an Asian feel of this with all the sesame seeds and the the weird texture. <laughs> they do have a weird texture. It's, it's like also a, been like so a, it's been a, a day now, so they're kind of like, they're softer, squishier after this time. But even that day, they were kind of like squishy in your hand. Yeah, it's so it's kind of like a dome. It's like not quite a ball because it's flat on the bottom. Right. And it's completely covered in sesame seeds. It's like a pale yeah. Color. It's roughly um, the size of like a uh, like a like a baseball, I guess, but like flat on but one flat side. Flat on one side, yeah. Yeah. Um maybe more like a tennis ball. Yeah. I'm but gonna bite into this. I was gonna say, rather than us cut this in half, since I already had one, I feel like you just gotta tear into this one. I'm a little bit afraid. You should not be afraid. <laughs> I promise you. I I know I like red bean paste because yeah. I've had it's gonna take you a while to get to the red bean paste anyway. So if you wanna rip into that bad boy. You're going to go through a gelatinous layer of sweet That's rice That's really goo. weird. It's very odd. <laughs> it's like a gummy. Okay. But it's, it's kind of like mochi. Like what? Give you a minute. Like mochi. Like the... Mochi. Oh, oh. I guess... Well, mochi is the, the ice cream, right? Yeah, but it has like that coating. It's on the got outside. a little bit of a... It, well, like a glutinous gummy Yeah, it's like that outside. rice. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is probably a big component in that to begin with. It's not bad. It's it is it's, definitely it's, like it's a strange thing, but it's not bad. Now the the one thing about it is that they're deep fried, which you wouldn't know, I guess, especially mm-hmm. after a day and a half or two days. Can't really tell because they're not really crispy, but right now, even even when I bit into them, they weren't quite crispy exactly. But one of the things about them is that. Like, critical to cooking them is, like, putting them in hot oil and rolling them constantly. Like, it's really important to, like, heat them evenly on all sides. Hmm. Or else you end up with, like, a weird thing going on. I don't, I don't know. I tried to, I tried to read an article about how to make them because I, I thought they were so interesting. I would love to try to make something like that. I don't hate it. Yeah. How much of the red bean paste have you gotten into yet? Just a little bit. My observation was that it tasted kind of like peanut butter in a way. It's, I'm gonna take a bite of it. That makes sense, like a proteiny. Yeah, but even like savory. vaguely, the flavor is a little bit like peanut butter. I can't really quite place why. It might be that it's like a sweet, salty thing. It might be that actually there's some peanut in there. Reminds me of dates. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they probably fried it in peanut oil. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> probably peanut oil on the outside of it. 
I don't dislike this. It's it's odd though, right? It's good. It's like a super weird. There's nothing else like that anywhere. I've that had I can a lot of, of like red bean desserts yeah. before because I I like sushi. I've gone to Japanese restaurants and eaten dessert there. So yeah, it tastes like red when you get red bean as a dessert, right? <laughs> But, like, the thing about it to me that's so unique is, like, the texture. And this is why I didn't want to cut it in half. Like, yeah. eating it is all about just sinking your mouth around this weird, squishy, gummy kind of ball. It's, like, a quarter of an inch to half an inch <clears throat> thick on the top. The bottom is, it's not quite consistent all the way around, but... Yeah, it might have settled quite a bit, too. Yeah, the you know, dough gravity. is, like, half an inch thick. Yeah. So it's this weird, gummy, ricey... <laughs> Like, when you cook rice in a rice cooker, but you don't rinse it first, yeah. and so it gets, like... Yeah, that starchiness in Real starchy all. and gooey, and some of it kind of, like, forms yeah. together. Like, that, if you put it in a blender, yeah. is what it is. It's probably exactly what it it's is. It's exactly what it is. Because, after all, it's, like, rice flour. It's, like, mm -hmm. pulverized rice heated up with water, you know? So in a way, that's exactly what it is, I think. I know people really love these, like, middle segments where we just talk about something they can experience. I was going like, to say, I'm sure nobody likes and I, like, hearing food described the to them. <laughs> but yeah, it's I interesting. That, though. I thought that might make an interesting sort of middle segment. And actually, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad for it because I was at a loss. I had yeah. nothing to talk about. I think uh, I'd like to ask Aubrey exactly where they got this. Mm-hmm. So that we give the uh, restaurant a proper plug on the show. Apparently, they take a little while to make. Not that long, but like, you know, you can count on them taking at least 20 minutes if you order them at a table, which is, you Well, know. the constant, like, they probably have to fry it a fairly low heat and then yeah. the constant moving it around. The care that goes into it is like a big part of it, I think. Hmm. Oh. I also want to know what it's called. She said they were called sesame balls. Okay. Yeah. Which I All looked, right. like I said, I looked up a recipe. You can totally make them. I have no idea how well you can do this at home. Right. But it's really kind of a very interesting and unique thing. On the one hand, it seems simple. Right. But But it seems like that, one of those things that, yeah, would be really hard to get it right. Yeah. And consistently. Yeah. I think the rice part might not be that difficult. Oh, we so have to have snacks <laughs> for next week. When we have Laura and TJ on, we have to have snacks for next week. We should. It's super important. Snacks are everything. <laughs> okay. You gotta have happy guests, and that means snacks. Maybe I'll pick up some like weird flavored chips, and we could have a tasting. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. We'll have to yeah. mill that around our noggins, but... I'll see if they're <clears> down <throat> for that. In the meanwhile, I think it is time for us to take a little break. We ran kind of long for the opening here. Break your break? Well, I mean, a little brick break. there were sesame balls to be eaten and, <laughs> and depression to talk about. <laughs> right. All kinds of super personal shit to get into on a podcast for strangers. I've talked about cysts near my genitals before. <laughs> there is nothing too personal for me. That's true. We kind of broke the seal really early. I was like the second or third episode. I, I remember just looking at you across the table like, are you doing this to me right Jaw now? Jaw drop, like, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll take a break, and we will be back in a minute with the main segment for this episode. Stick around. All right. All right. <clears throat>
Welcome back to Goose Chase, the show that pledges to give your children our bone powder to turn into gummy candy when we're dead. Uh-huh. That's the Goose Chase promise. <laughs> <laughs> the conversations we miss in the breaks are, right. are like always good, and there's no way to bring them into the show after they've already happened, so... That's a little taste of what we talk about when we're not recording this thing. A little delicious taste. Mm-hmm. Mm, gummy bears. But it's main segment time. For the record, Ooh. Albanese gummy bears are the best gummy bears. They're Don't like, even let anyone lie to you. Texture-wise, flavor-wise. Everything is good. They're a premium gummy. People must know about the <laughs> Albanese gummy bear. You can get them at Giant Eagle. Yeah. And you can buy, like... Oh, five pound bag for 11 bucks on Amazon. Worth. Because that was Trisha's Christmas gift last year. <laughs> Whatever you do, if you haven't heard, here's the here's the, the, the buzz on the street. Don't get the sugar-free Haribo or you will have diarrhea forever. Yes, don't do that to yeah. yourself or anyone around you. Apparently, these there's like some amazing... If you pull up the sugar-free Haribo gummy bears on The reviews Amazon, are good, yeah. The reviews are golden. There's a guy whose name is going <clears> to <throat> escape me, and I hate that I can't remember what it is. He's a guy who like just writes funny reviews on Amazon. <laughs> and one of his better ones was about the Haribo gummy bears. And then another one that was incredible was a singing Justin Bieber toothbrush. Do you know about this? Oh, no, no, I don't. He writes it from the perspective of an Arctic explorer who is marooned by himself. All of his team is gone. All he has (laughs) is the singing Bieber toothbrush, (laughs) and it's his only companion. Oh, no, it's it's like Wilson. It's his Wilson. He's, like, losing his mind out there amongst the penguins. All he's got is this fucking toothbrush singing a baby, baby, baby. Now, one might ask if he has access to the internet to put this interview or interview this review right. on there. Why does one not reach out to civilization and ask for rescue? We suspend our disbelief when it comes to this man. Okay. It's of course it doesn't work, but he's so funny. I mean, he's yeah, he's it's incredible, creative. I'll give yeah. him that. The next time we uh, the next time we get on this podcast, I'm gonna have to try and make a note to remember. Um, <laughs> Amazon review guy. I can not remember his name. He's and the in- name of the restaurant where the sesame ball came from. We yeah. want to try to find that out too. And I also just wanted to point out I'm drinking this strawberry sodi, mm-hmm. strawberry flavored crisp, caffeine free. Let's take a minute to talk about this strawberry sodi. Well, how good. do you feel about it? I like it. It doesn't taste all that different from the orange sodi. Yeah. Except slightly in the flavor, obviously. One tastes like orange, one tastes like strawberry, but. Yeah. It's like they just traded those flavorings out. Everything else is the same. I'm trying to mix up sodies in this house. I'm yeah. trying to keep a nice sody diversity. I really need to drink a lot less sody. Yeah, I probably should be getting more sugar-free sodies. I should I, just be not drinking soda at all. But. But. Strawberry sodi. Strawberry sodi. What are you going to do? I can't help myself. It's like red pop. It's basically exactly. red pop. <clears throat> it's basically, it is <clears throat> red. It is And red. it is pop. <laughs> It's both red and pop, so you do. It counts. <laughs> um, would you like to introduce this topic? <clears throat> I forget the names. The names are Titanic Sinclair, That Poppy, and Mars Argo. So what I know of these people are they're musicians and internet personalities, mm-hmm. and they seem to be somewhat satirical Um. But that's essentially what I know. I started to fall into a YouTube hole one night and went, nope, 
<laughs> I don't have the patience to to do this. You trying and to tell me you fell into the poppy hole? Because boy, do I have some <clears throat> stuff to talk about with you. I fell into the poppy hole, <laughs> and um, because she's mystifying and really weird, and I was just like, this isn't a real person. Like this is clearly a shtick, and then. Uh, Mars Argo, like I found some of their, one of their videos is like a related video and I watched that and I actually liked the song. I was like, this is really good. And so I started looking them up and then found that they were all kind of interrelated and was like, oh, okay. Right. I will tell you. And then I was like, I'll make Dave do the research (laughs) because I don't want to. Can I just tell you, this is a great topic. I'm so glad you put this on the list. I was a little worried that it wouldn't be because it feels a very like. YouTube stuff. The nature of this show is always that we find meaning in in a given topic. We always find That's something true. really interesting. This is no exception for me. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna hey listener. I'm not gonna tell you how to feel about this. I was excited. Well, <laughs> was I'm glad interested. that you found stuff. And it is true. We always do find yeah. something worth talking about when we start digging. Right. I think that's just the nature of. Being a human being and being curious. Yeah. So I will start this off by saying uh, my initial question, Googling these three names in one search, led me to start with who is Poppy? When I, when I put these names all together and I searched and I saw a couple of results and I was looking around at what this is, I went, okay, I need to know who Poppy is first. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started my, my research here. And I think the Poppy question ended up being the substantial meat of this topic. Mm-hmm. She does seem like the the linchpin. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Like, Poppy is to me the the it, at least the entry point into this investigation of this topic. And she's, she's the weirdest, for sure. Yes. So when I got started, like I said, uh, I, I searched for these names, and I came upon one of the first things that really grabbed me was a video called I'm Poppy. You've probably seen it. I might have. I forget what all I've seen of her. If you went into the YouTube hole on Poppy, one of the first things you find is a video called I'm Poppy. It's like the most popular Poppy video. It's the Mm -hmm. Poppy's poppiest video. (laughs) Uh, It's probably, yeah, the poppiest of all the poppies. It's a highly Poppy Poppy video. (laughs) Um, It's, what it is, is just a, this this girl, Poppy, uh, she's, she appears very young. 18 to 23. She seems very pale. Very pale. Like white blonde hair. Very white blonde hair. And she's just saying, I'm Poppy. And then Matt, like a quick cut. I'm Poppy. Cut. I'm Poppy. Cut. I'm Poppy. Cut. I'm Poppy. Yeah, she always comes off as like real. Android. Yeah, like no real emotion, like real devoid of anything. Just like weird and spacey and like. I'm Poppy. Yeah. Which right there is the hook for us. I think. Yeah. Like that's the hook for anyone. I guess probably the root of the interest in Poppy is this very thing. Is like Poppy's personality or the way that Poppy seems to present herself in these videos is always. I think she's a super millennial thing. Like it is a millennial. That is a millennial. (laughs) <laughs> the, the the fascination and fixation on Poppy that I will talk about later is entirely, I believe, millennial. Well, but it's it's a, a satire on millennials by millennials. I think so. 
I don't, that's a that's a great way to start looking at this. Like that's a good thing to keep in mind when we're talking about Poppy. Um, I I watched this. By the way, this video, the I'm Poppy video, is mm-hmm. ten minutes long. <laughs> Did you watch the whole thing? <laughs> no, I didn't because okay. I I watched for a while and then I read the comments and I saw people saying. Hey, did anyone notice this kind of like loops? And I went, oh. And then I started paying attention. I went, okay, yeah, it does loop. Like there's, okay. there's only like a like a, a like a minute and a half, two minutes that's actually like its own content, and then it starts looping again. Okay. So I went, okay. Um, I followed up with another video, um, and I found a, a video in which Poppy is interviewing a potted plant, <laughs> and I was hooked. I'm like, okay, this is super weird. Let's keep going. She, I knew she talks. Kind of like this. She has a very, she has a, oh God, I can't do it. My man voice does not hit the, the. but it's, pla- her, her, her presence and voice can be described as placid. She like, has, this is the most excited that she sounds. Exactly. Like think voiceover for like a cartoon <clears throat> pony. Like we're talking oh, yeah, super. Almost like ASMR, yes. quiet yes. kind of quality to Th- it. That's a good point is like the, the audio space, the way that she's recorded is always like, it's quiet, close ASMR in the sense that the 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 pops and hisses of the the the, the consonants right. of the it's voice are soft. clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a really really delicate vocal. Uh, it's like character. someone who decided I'm going to make <clears throat> myself be as non abrasive as possible. Yes, that's like, another it good seems observation. Super intentional. I think so too. <laughs> that's a really good point. Is like it's this is the most. Unoffensive, inoffensive expression of like femininity, maybe in particular. Yeah. Um. It's like super. It's it's, it's super gentle. Yeah. It's uh, almost stereotypical. Right. Of what like a woman should sound like, or like a young girl should sound like. Yeah, almost like sort of like a maybe specifically Japanese representation of yeah. femininity. Yeah. 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 Um, I can get that. So uh, in the video that she's interviewing the potted plant, she's asking the potted plant really weird questions. Like, isn't it great to be alive? And then the plant says, yes, it is. Thank you for not killing me. (laughs) Does the plant actually have a voice? It has a voiceover. It has like, it cuts, the camera cuts to a plant who says, yes, it is. Thank you for not killing me. (laughs) Which is super A lot of her stuff is like about murder or like it's, Gets real dark, but it's yes. weird. The juxtaposition of her doing it yes. is what makes it Because that's where I'm going with this, is that there's there's like a menace to a lot of these videos. Right. I, I watched maybe like 12 <laughs> videos, and there are way, that's a lot of way more. Yeah, I know. And I didn't watch all of all of them, because some of them are going for a, like a really long time, and they're yeah. often very repetitive. That the, I'm Poppy, I'm Poppy, I'm Poppy. That's like a characteristic of a lot of these videos. Yeah. One of them was, uh, I think I'll talk about it later, um, <clears throat> a video where she's saying, why won't they listen? Why won't they listen? They're not going to listen. It's like that kind of thing mm-hmm. for another 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. So, yes, the <clears throat> questions can be menacing. The subject material can be kind of creepy. And oftentimes there's like a bass swell of like synth like bassy synth music behind her which Mm -hmm. like makes the whole thing extremely creepy um one video was called everyone everybody is boring and it has this weird electronic music behind it and poppy is saying all these odd things like Mm -hmm. like non sequiturs is a big characteristic of these yeah uh at, at one point she says if you think about it 
time isn't exactly linear. It's more of a transparent cube, which doesn't make sense to me. And then she says, I'm boring. You're boring. Everybody is boring. Um, so like the, 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 the takeaway for these, they have this unsettling feeling as if they're like made for children almost in a way, but they have these sinister kind of adult overtones. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is maybe a few videos in, I was concerned for Poppy. (laughs) Like, I know this must be intentional. Right. The, the feeling I had for this person who is at this at probably both at once like a character and a person as far as the the mm. universe of these videos is concerned i was concerned for that character yeah um i definitely went into it knowing it's a character yeah like the little amount of research i did do made me confident that these three are all characters and it's very intentional mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is, like, a very disconcerting thing that she does. Yeah. Like, there's, again, there's tons of these videos. And they range from, like, kind of unsettling to kind of cute and weird Mm -hmm. to, like, explicitly unsettling. Yeah. One video ends with a trickle of blood running out her nose for, like, a second. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're like, did I just see that? Yeah, right. It was. (laughs) I remember watching that one and going, like, (laughs) <laughs> what? And like replay and go back like 10 seconds. Did I see that? That's fucking weird. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, like I said, I can't tell if they're all exactly as sinister as I imagined, or if it's just kind of like what happens when you juxtapose kind of cute stuff against weird music with like basically open-ended dialogue and questions. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the videos are, you know, kind of, Oh, no, no. Uh, So when you juxtapose basically a cute, innocent young girl alongside scary bass tones and then add in the sound of helicopters or like, you know, like I said, non sequitur statements, like I feel like this is the desired effect of these. Right. And like unexpected content, like it, like you said, it's the innocence thing. Yeah. And then and then the the kind of sinister questions or the weird, dark content. Yeah. Being said in this almost childlike way. Yes. And I think you can, like, in fairness, even setting aside their intentions, you can read a lot of meaning into stuff like this. Um, it could be done on purpose to just kind of get the creeps out of everybody, you know. Yeah. Or it could be some kind of, like, artistic commentary, you know. Uh, it could be, you know, something about the, the nature of the woes of celebrity. You know, there's a lot of, like, things that get implied in these videos. Right. I get the feeling that it's, it is <clears throat> it, satirical. Yeah. But I also, like, part of me wonders if it was, like, yeah, this is, like, a, a weird thing we did. And we were kind of being satirical. And then people started watching. So we just, like, kept doing it. Now, to that point... I actually think I actually think that the, the Poppy as a character and persona was very carefully and particularly planned. Yeah. Because basically the I'm Poppy video is the first video that got really big. Uh-huh. Prior to that, there were like a couple of videos kind of testing out the Poppy character. Yeah. 
So, so it clearly once they hit <coughs> on something that worked, they're like, all right, now we'll go. Yes. Like on that channel, there was a video of like Poppy eating cotton candy with like sound <laughs> effects or something like that. It was like, it seemed like an art house experiment. Right. That, that just happened to hit in a certain way. It does seem like that kind of, oh God, what do you call that? Of like... You walk, you walk into a museum and there's like a live art exhibit and it's like a person like doing something. Art. Like performance art. Yeah. yeah. But now we can do it on YouTube and not have to do it on the sidewalk. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I do think a big part of the Poppy character, and I'll get into this, this part a little bit later, is performance art. And I think that's validated by some of the other things that come out of people's looks into what Poppy is. Um... So now, brief aside, <laughs> let's talk about Titanic Sinclair. Okay. I feel like he's kind of the producer of all of this. That is exactly how I would describe it. Okay. Um, That's, that was the <clears throat> gist that I got from the little bit that I looked into it. Now, before we go too much farther about Titanic Sinclair, I want to say this. When Poppy initially started hitting the internet, it seems like a lot of people weren't sure Poppy was an actual person. Like, they thought it might be, like, computer-generated? Yes. Like, it seems like an initial reaction was, it's Uncanny Valley. Okay. You know? I can get that, but I do think it is a real person. Honestly, if you're listening to this right now, pause and go watch a quick pocket video. Yeah, yeah, Like, this will help you appreciate why people don't necessarily believe that Poppy was a real person because something about the very specific nature of the way that Poppy, like, like behaves, speaks, the lighting, everything kind of does feel uncanny valley in a way. I I do think that's really intentional, though. I do think she's a real person, but I think that's their point. Yes. Now, this is bearing in mind that this is when it hit and, like, people didn't know who Poppy was. Right. That's true. It's just this weird thing. And that is the way she talks. Like... Yeah. It's it like, is. I could totally see someone thinking it's Uncanny Valley. Right. Because I've seen, like, a, a handful of videos of, like, there was there was <laughs> one particularly really, really great video of, like, a CGI character speaking and answering an interviewer's questions mm-hmm. that turned out not to be a person at all. Yeah, um, I think we've watched that. Yeah, I think we have, too. It was, like, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, so there's some really great CG work out there that is now starting to fool the eye completely. Yeah. <laughs> So I could see why people were suspicious. Um, But back to Titanic Sinclair. Um, I want to say he is decidedly as mysterious as Poppy is on some level. Mm -hmm. Um, His real name is available uh, to the the world. Even in his Wikipedia page, I believe his name is Corey Michael Mixter. That might also be a fake name because it just doesn't sound quite real. I feel like that's probably fake. Um. His website is kind of ridiculous in yeah. a really good way. Yeah. Yeah. I tracked down his website. Um, tracked down. It was easy to find. Um, <laughs> the, the the website is really uh, interesting. At the top of it, there is a, a scrolling quote, like animated. Like the, the website mm-hmm. looks kind of like early 2000s, late 90s. Okay. With like animated graphics and moving text, you know. Nice. And uh, at the top of the, the site is the quote, Titanic is the most creative person alive. I am giving him all of my money, dash Jay-Z. <laughs> I really like that. I like that, too. 
uh, this is made doubly good by the fact that when you search for Titanic Sinclair, um, you know how Google sometimes will give you some results and then it'll give you some tweets and it'll give you some pages. Mm -hmm. So one of the tweets it shows for Titanic Sinclair is a tweet of his that says, I believe everything I read on the internet. <laughs> okay, so this is a well-cultivated character, too. I think so, too. And actually, again, to the point of millennials, it feels <laughs> so grounded in some kind of millennial reality that, like, yeah. I just, I cannot help but think every bit of this is non-accidental. It's masterful. Right. This portrayal is really, really good. That's what I picked up on it. Like, so we are, can you and I are considered millennials, but I think we're just at the cusp of it that I don't right. necessarily feel like I'm really in the thick of it. Yeah, we're like it's, early millennials. So it's sort of like peering in and going, okay, I kind of get it. <laughs> but yeah. when I started to like try to draw back the veil on this, I almost started to get frustrated because the characters are so well done. Yeah, they are. That I was like, that's why I was like, I'm going to let someone else look this up for me because yeah. I don't feel like it. Well, that's the thing, like, <laughs> like, in a way, what defines you as a millennial has less to do with when you were born and more to do with when you started getting into the internet. That's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Like. We're old millennials. Yeah, in a way, we're pretty old millennials. Like, we've experienced some stuff that the, the, the traditional millennial crowd weren't around Yeah, for. I mean, we still, we grew up with it, but not until we were, like, oh, for me, I was probably, like, 12. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, in my head, what is millennial culture? It's internet culture. Yeah. It's the internet, you know? Like... Well, we, we've been... When you and I grew up we witnessed a lot of stuff change very quickly yeah and i think everyone does i mean the things are always changing quickly but especially with the internet it's like it blew up and so we we went from like not really having cell phones be a thing yeah to having smartphones and them being like necessary and having the internet be something like you go on occasionally as a kid on the family computer to like everyone having a phone that you use regularly. Like yeah. the access to it right. is really defining. And so we've seen both sides of these things. Yeah, I think and so. I I think of like a true millennial being someone who didn't see the first side of that of like right. being introduced to it it was just handed to you like, you inherited this fortune yeah like they have no idea of the experience of internet time being limited right by or when you had to have the phone free like a that kind single of thing. portal to the internet yeah like we have like one a box computer in your house. yeah in our house it was in the basement yeah and which my brother's bedroom was also in the basement, but on the other side of the basement was the computer. We're going to sound so old to some people and so young to other people right. by talking about this. Right. Because it's, it's a narrow window that this right, was a thing. Exactly. It's it like happened a, it, so fast. It's like a seven year span that anyone knows what the fuck we're talking about. Right. I remember going on AIM. <laughs> Woo. Let's get and into it. Chatting. With people. Yeah. 
having role-playing sessions on okay. AIM with people, not like dirty, sexy ones, okay, but well, like... You put your hands up and acted embarrassed, so I'm like, Because what are you it was about? like vampire role-play. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. was a nerdy kid. Did you get them 60 hours free with that CD-ROM? Because that's what we, most of us did. We probably you did. put that AOL CD-ROM in to get them we 60 hours did. free. We probably did. I was... My brother was handling all of it. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess uh, what what I was driving at there is that this feels very grounded in a in a sensibility I understand. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say about Titanic Sinclair. There is a ton of really cool, interesting stuff on his page. Mm-hmm. In particular, I think he's actually that creative. I think yeah. he's actually that good. I could be wrong, but. Um, there's a video on his page in particular that got my attention. It's, it's by a band called Knox Hamilton. The video is called washed up together and the video features people. It's like a top down perspective of people laying down, like with the camera above them mm-hmm. and they're being shrink wrapped as they mouth lyrics to the song. Okay. It's like a poppy fun song mm-hmm. and you see like the sheet of plastic over their faces and you see the air getting sucked out and their noses getting squished. <laughs> right. Um, and I, 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 <laughs> I thought this sounded crazy dangerous, like it sounded, it looked crazy dangerous to me right. as I was watching. Um, but, uh, of course at the end of the video, because they must've realized how fucking horrifying that might be to some people, yeah, particularly people who don't want to be asphyxiated. Um, one of the, one of the people at the end of the video just kind of lifts the sheet off of him and kind of like waves his arms around all silly. So you see how easy it was to escape the. Yeah. Shrink wrap or whatever. Um, but just that very concept for a video, um, <clears throat> it was so effective to me. I and mean, I'd never seen anything like it that I thought this guy might be the real deal. Yeah. And I forget what song it was that I had seen that I believe Titanic Sinclair was in the band and also Mars Argo. Like- yeah. Mars Argo. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's one video I didn't watch that he's plainly in. It looks like they're in a waiting room. They're like uh, sitting in chairs in what looks like a kind of a waiting room environment. I feel like the one I saw was like just them in a room in a band playing, like they're they're the band playing music. Like it was very plain. It wasn't, there might've been some weird stuff happening in it, but I can't really remember. But the music was good. Like I liked it. Yeah. That's why I started looking into it because I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I want to know more about them. Yeah. And then I wasn't finding too much and was like, okay, this is like a character. And then they kind of stopped with that and went, I think, went a different direction. I think the short answer to that is that there isn't actually that much. Yeah. Um, Which I will get into some of that later as far as what, uh, not what Mars Argo is, but what happened to Mars Argo. There's a little Mm -hmm. bit I'm going to touch on a bit. Most of this centered around Poppy, as far as my research went, but uh, Mars Argo is a bit of a, an anecdotal. Is ending. Mars Argo a, another individual, or was it the band? Mars, well, my interpretation was that Mars Argo was the the woman involved, the uh, the uh, female vocalist and performer. That's what I thought. Um, but you could also see it as a project. I, yeah. I, th- I think actually, conceptually speaking, it was both, which is something yeah. I will also get into a little bit. Um, but to the next section, the next thing I wanted to talk about here is that, uh, I want to talk about the comments. I want to talk about the internet, um, uh, behavior and obsession and conversation around Poppy. 
uh, I, I wrote that I don't think you can talk about something as odd and unique as Poppy without talking about people's reaction to Poppy. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I think that's like the, the, for me, that's where the actual meat of this is. Right. Imagine being one of the first people to see one of her early videos. Yeah, right. And be like, the fuck is happening? Right. And also that, again, like we're used to, uh, we're used to just seeing something and then binging all of it. Yeah. But to, to imagine seeing a 10 minute video of someone going, I'm Poppy, I'm Poppy, I'm Poppy. And then having to And wait. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like another video of her eating cotton candy. And then that's all you get. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's not, um, it's, it's hard to appreciate a lot of this after the fact. Which is why at least at one point in this, in my research, I, re- I referred to somebody who was researching it in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that the people in the comments of a lot of Poppy videos seem to be uh, basically, um, oh God, I got tripped up over my own <laughs> writing. So a lot of people seem concerned. Uh, I mentioned the why won't they listen video. Mm-hmm. Uh there were multiple theories scattered through the comments on what that meant. Yeah. Because the nature of anything ambiguous is for people to go, oh, this means something. What does it mean? And also, is it about me? Is it, <laughs> is it directed at us? Is it why aren't, why aren't I listening? Yes. Who's not listening and, who, and, and why not and can I stop it? The reptilians. Naturally. Illuminati. Illuminati. Jay Z, <laughs> Beyonce, make that Illuminati track. No, this one. It's the upside down. There we go. But still, the points are there. The points are there. There's that's too many points. That's Listen, a square. Listeners have no idea that we're making the upside down Illuminati triangle. We here. are, and I'm pointing wildly. I'm saying Bell Illuminati. I'm saying Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, don't let's not talk about food. It's gonna make me want to eat. I know. Well, that's why I'm thawing ground beef up there. Uh, I have ground beef thawing in the uh, for some Illuminati. I was thinking about making up some tacos later. I don't know. Depends on hung- how hungry you are. Anyway, for, for a second I thought you said Ben, and I was like, <laughs> Ben's coming over. It's like kind of late for Ben to just be coming over for tacos. I mean, it is. if he wants, I guess that's fine. So, <laughs> back to the point. Um, the uh, the theories in the video were interpreted, uh, you know, interpreting this video to say that the phrase should be, you know, uh, meant uh, or understood to mean that the her producers weren't listening or that she like she needed to back out of her contract and the, they wouldn't listen or that that she was in physical danger of some kind or that the video in particular is meant to brainwash everybody. And the they that won't listen is us until we're all brainwashed mm-hmm. by Poppy. Like weird, weird theories <laughs> abounded in the comments, um, and I, I, I wrote. It seems like my reaction to Poppy is everyone else's reaction. They like, like they just kind of make you worry and wonder and speculate. Yeah, you know the open endedness of it. Um, I wrote later in a Wired article that I read about this. Uh, the author, whose name is Lexi Pandel, mentions that half the time you're watching a Poppy video. You end up jumping to the comments in the middle of the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says mm-hmm. that 
This is the digital equivalent of looking at your friend in the movie theater to gauge their reaction to the scene you just right. saw. I thought that was so fucking smart. Yeah, because it is so ambiguous, you don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Until you, you find out how everyone else feels about it. Yeah, I, I never thought about this before, but like that instinct that makes you want to pull down to the comments in the middle of something really like weird or shocking... Yeah, well, I, I never realized it's kind it, of that feeling of not wanting to be alone. And if you are alone, wanting to get more context to get to understand it. Or even if you don't feel alone, just needing affirmation on what you're feeling. Like, right. like just someone bagged me up. Was that, that what that's I thought weird, it was? Right? Like, that's weird, right? Yeah. It's like, we've been talking about this a lot lately, but it's like the time we went to the Indian... <laughs> Indian restaurant, <laughs> and we, not the most recent time, but one of the times before. Yeah, we talked and, to Matt and Grace about this. Yeah, we overheard a really weird conversation, and I love to people watch. I love and overhearing. And I love overhearing conversations. Yes. But we kind of decided it was like a really awkward date sort of situation. Yeah. But we could not get out of the restaurant at end of the car fast enough to be like, oh my God, did you hear what was happening? <laughs> You know what? We haven't talked about this on the podcast, so let's just let's just say the conversation we overheard. Um, there was a whole lot of talk about Sister Act Two, the musical. <laughs> yeah, the the two people behind us were talking about basically nothing. It was very stilted conversation. Oh, I felt so bad and for the one, the one. Yeah, the one guy kept bringing up Sister Act Two. Yeah, and I <laughs> it was because the the other guy actually had something to say in return to that. And yeah. so since it worked the first time to elicit conversation, I guess he brought it up a second time. Right. Because every other topic he'd bring up, the guy just, like, would not. He would give, like, one-word answers or, like, he'd just shut down the line of conversation. Right. And it seemed, it kind of just seemed like two people who didn't really have that much in common and were uncomfortable. And so... The guy who was trying to do all the talking, the guy who kept bringing up Sister Act 2, was, like, <laughs> trying really hard. But Ill just advisedly kept bringing yeah, up Sister Act 2. Yeah, don't do that. Two. Don't do that. Yeah. If it works once, you're lucky. That bad date <laughs> conversation. Take, oh, it, take it from us. It was that thing of, like, in the moment, I didn't want to let on to you that, like, I was witnessing anything. But as soon as we both got in the car, we went, what was that? <laughs> it was... Super weird. Um, anyway. It's that moment of, that was weird, right? Yes, that was the moment you we shared. You were witnessing what I was witnessing? In the car, that was the moment we shared was like, holy shit, that wasn't just me, right? Yeah. That was odd, right? I love those moments. Yeah, me too. Especially with you, because I can trust <laughs> that we're on the same page. So yeah. whenever I, I get really excited when we witness one together. Yeah, we very frequently are on the same page. As soon as we leave, I could be like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what the, what uh, what uh, uh, Lexi Pandel referred to in that article, and I thought that was actually a really cool observation. Is like, that's a good point. I've done that many times and never realized that's what I'm looking <laughs> for. It's like the holy shit, did you guys just see that? Like you, yeah. you look for validation with people. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what the comment section might most appropriately be for. Yeah. Um, I wrote that the depth of fandom that exists around Poppy is enormous and I guess probably unsurprising when you think about it. Um, Poppy is, uh, ostensibly, Poppy is young, cute, mysterious, and maybe in danger, which has 
maybe deliberately been arranged to spawn all manner and variety of obsession around Poppy. Right. Those we were, factors added up make for one toxic storm on the internet. We were just talking, well, we weren't talking about, we were watching the Philly D episode, the Philip DeFranco episode of Hot Ones. Yeah. And he was talking about the early days of YouTube and getting into it and what he liked on YouTube. And he mentioned a show, and I forget what it was called Lonely now. Lonely Girl. Lonely Girl 13. Lonely Girl and 13. Your description of Poppy just now yeah. reminded me of why Lonely Girl 13 was successful. Yeah. Because she was cute. She yeah. was young. She seemed somewhat innocent and like she could be in danger. Yeah. It's a and weird mix of like attraction and wanting to protect someone. Right. And wanting to know more about someone. It's intrigue. It's like a perfect storm. Yeah. In a way, this it's like an archetype that has played itself out so many times it, it, right. it barely bears repeating. But yeah, it's... It's just another version of the same thing. It, it is a YouTube soap opera. Yeah. But in... Poppy's case, it's played out in weird snippets of her going, I'm Poppy. Yeah. I'm Poppy. Yeah. Or why won't they listen? Why, why won't, won't they, they listen? listen? They're not gonna listen. There's another video that's similar to this, by the way, in which she says, Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Oh, jeez. I know. Like, there's so many of these, and they're so fucking weird. Mm hmm. They're so weird. Um, but they all elicit kind of like a similar reaction, right? Like they all add up to the image of Poppy and what Poppy seems to be as an internet persona is again, young, cute, mysterious, and maybe in trouble. <laughs> and that like has an effect on people at large, but maybe especially on people who spend a lot of time online. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote that people are in love with Poppy. People follow Poppy like a guru. People are frantically trying to rescue Poppy. And also, as an aside, and that's worth mentioning, people fucking hate Poppy. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't ever do anything online without people fucking hating it. Right. Uh, so, like, Poppy just has this very internet-like effect on, on people. Yeah. She is... She is the living version of the internet. Yeah, the essence of what the internet does to to people over a topic. I, it, it's why I keep coming back to the whole, like, it's a very millennial yes. thing. Yeah. She is millennial. <laughs> she is the yeah. internet. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, I, and if that is what they intended, it's brilliant. I don't know what they wanted her to be or what they expected to get or what their goal was or how yeah. much they've surpassed it and grown it as they went. But it might be genius. It's it's hard to say what they actually intended because as far as I could tell on <laughs> record, they don't talk that much about that. And I'll get into that later too. God, I hope I actually get into all the things I said I was going to get into because <laughs> holy hell, some of it's You've in my said head. said that a lot. Some of it's in my head. Some of it's on the paper. We'll just see what actually happens. Eh, they'll yell at us later if you don't get into it. <laughs> um, we can always do a follow-up episode. <laughs> I, I wrote this. I wrote, like many other things on the internet, people want to know a lot more about Poppy. They want to mm -hmm. know who she is, where she's from, how old she is, everything else. I wrote, a great many ones and zeros have been pushed around to try to figure out more about Poppy. And that was my reaction, yeah. too, to being like, this Curiosity. is weird. Okay, what's this? Yeah, like, it's the kind of thing it's perfect for the internet to obsess about because just enough has been withheld. 
right to make it a mystery mm-hmm. um I, I i wrote there's again like i talked about earlier there's people that think poppy isn't real despite evidence that poppy has actually played physical shows in front of actual crowds has been interviewed by many actual humans including the wired uh, author that i referred to earlier um uh lexi pandell <laughs> um she has an actual name and an actual age, uh, which I won't reveal here because it seems like Poppy prefers just to be Poppy. Mm-hmm. But Poppy is ostensibly a real person with a real name and a real past. Mm-hmm. And actually, to touch on the thing that I thought I was going to maybe forget about, um, there is, like I said, there's some there's some evidence of who Poppy used to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Wired article I referred to mentioned finding a very old video of Poppy before Poppy was Poppy. Mm-hmm. And it had something to do with uh, Poppy was, like, talking to a camera. She's sitting, like, in an empty bathtub with combat boots on and talking about bullies and, like, kind of, like, rallying. And it seems like there might be some history with Poppy <clears throat> that, in a way, I guess it kind of makes sense with, like, the Poppy character. Mm-hmm. It's like if your backstory is you feel bullied and disenfranchised and you you don't really care for the like everyone around you, uh, you know, I think it, it might have been that she grew up in Tennessee somewhere or whatever. And like if that's if that's your backstory. Why move to L.A., become a weird Internet sensation. Yeah. Move to L.A. and become the most surface level thing you can be. Mm. Like transcend above all that shit and just be sort of bliss. Just be bliss. Mm. And it is, it does strike me as a very L.A. character. Yes, I think so too. I, I think that is part of the commentary yeah. that they make. A big part of what the, the Wired interview centered around is like trying to get to the middle of what poppy's character is or who poppy is Mm -hmm. and also talking because again the no i don't think i said this already the wired interview was with both titanic and poppy oh okay at a diner apparently titanic is very nice to talk to and very (laughs) self-effacing and sort of laughs at what a a blowhard he could be just like you know like oh i'm rambling that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um Apparently, very good to talk to. And meanwhile, Poppy, behind her sunglasses, is just sort of sitting there being pleasant mm-hmm. and sort of just blissful. And uh, I think that's the thing that came out of that interview that I remembered the most was the 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 interviewer is trying to get at what is, you know, what is what is Poppy? What matters to Poppy? Who is Poppy? And Poppy is talking about just why not just be on the surface? Mm-hmm. Why not just enjoy what's on the surface i think you can dig for depths but why not just appreciate the beauty on the surface the bliss on the surface poppy and possibly the point of poppy according to that is the exact opposite of the point of goose chase (laughs) that's a really good point because we can't leave well enough alone here. Right. everything that we are and all of our instincts and i think a lot of people's instincts it's not just us um, is to needle, to poke, to yeah, to pull out all we can, all the information we can to we need to investigate. Meaning. We're curious. Yeah. We need to know more. We need to understand the why. 
Yeah. I'm the kind of person and always have been that if I can't understand why something works, I'll never get it. Yeah. If you can't explain to me why I'm doing something, I'll never know how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's never going to click. I need to know why. Yeah. So, and that's just like a driving factor in my life. So to have a character whose point is, no, there doesn't need to be more. Like, why can't we just have what's here? Why can't you just be happy with this? Why can't you just appreciate that I'm talking to a plant and it's glad to be alive? And I I appreciate that. I I think that's a good point because I I think we do need to have moments where we just go, it just is what it fucking is. Yeah. Like, that's fine. But they're doing it in a needling way. Yeah, like They're doing it because they know it's weird yeah. and people are going to want to know more and be curious. In a way, it's almost like Dada with a setup. Right. It's, it's like it's like nothing means anything regardless of how hard over here I'm trying to get you to question what this means. Right. Nothing means anything. Don't ask too many <laughs> questions. Even though I inflated a big question over here for you to ask. Right. But on, on the, at the same time... It's genius. Yeah. Because people are going to keep asking questions because you keep saying slightly insidious things <laughs> and like yeah. people are sort of worried and going, yeah, but but if you were in trouble, that's exactly the kind of thing that someone would tell you to say. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It gets to it gets to every part of your curious self and it dares you to not be curious. And that's hard and possibly impossible. And I think. I think it's impossible. Yeah, at least for I, us. For for us. Yeah. There might be people out there that aren't that curious. I, I think there are people out there that aren't that curious. And I would say those people are boring and they could suck it. <laughs> yep. Yup. <laughs> Fucking yup. And, you know, that's fine because they're not listening to this podcast. Yeah. Because they don't care. <laughs> so one quick aside before we arrive at a conclusion for this episode here. Because I know this is a little bit long, but I, I kind of really, I, I had a I'm lot of fun enjoying with this, one. this. Um, Let me talk briefly about Mars Argo, and I mean briefly. Because okay. there's lots more to research, and I didn't get all that deep into Mars Argo, because I really thought all the rest of this was the main course. Yeah. The short answer about who is Mars Argo, at least the, the vocalist, the performer Mars Argo, not the, not the project itself... Mars Argo, the woman, the actress, the vocalist, is an act, essentially, that Titanic Sinclair used to produce. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's also, like, a back story, and, again, you can debate with these people about what exactly is real and what's show. Uh, It seems that the two used to be romantically involved during Mm -hmm. the time of the production of Mars Argo. Um, They're not anymore. And it seems really clear, at least from the the publicly-facing you know, information that it was an acrimonious breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a Reddit thread. Uh, it was, I'm not sure where it happened, but Titanic Sinclair was on stage mm-hmm. and someone was videotaping him. Um, and someone shouts out from the audience, where is Mars Argo? Mm-hmm. And he says, that's a stupid fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd starts to laugh and jeer and all that. And he says, can you all boo her? And the crowd just <laughs> boo, right? Which was very interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very often someone says boo this person. Um, <laughs> well, but, it kind of strikes me as like a everyone knows 
why right. Mars Argo isn't here. From his perspective, I don't want to talk about it, and you probably know. Yeah. That's how I took like, why, that. Why are you bringing this up? Yeah, like, why are you, why are you needling me? It's, it's like the person who just went through a bad breakup, and all their friends are like, right. all of them know, and still bring it up and go, well, where's <laughs> But what happened? Such? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like the mom that won't get over your ex, who, like, she loved that ex, and so in front of your <laughs> new significant other goes, well, happen? we just loved such and such, Did and you're like... Mom. Do people do that? Because God, is that brutal. People do that. Not to me, not my mother, but. <laughs> no, never your mother. Never my no. mother. She's an angel. But. <laughs> yeah. I did have someone once kind of like low key complain that I didn't go to enough family functions of the family, like around the holidays kind of thing. Okay. And the guy I was dating had to gently. And it wasn't really. It seemed kind of like underhanded, but it wasn't meant that way because yeah. it was it was grandma saying it and oh. she was a sweetie. But he had a reminder that his last girlfriend was um, Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't celebrate those holidays. And so she attended them, attended them at his house. Yeah. Or his family celebrations because she wasn't missing any family celebrations. Yeah. So that was the closest I've gotten in my life. <laughs> someone being like, well, we don't get to see you enough on the holidays. Yeah. We always saw so-and-so. And, well, she, and know, he had to be like, well, well, she was Jewish. You got to look out for them grandmas because you know what? They can be way low-key mean and no one knows. They can be brutal. They are savage, them old ladies. For the record, my grandma loves you. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> she good. loves you. I love your grandma, too. Yeah, she, and the first few times you met her afterwards, she'd always be like, that David is so nice. <laughs> so uh, nice to talk to. He's she, just so sweet. If she only knew what a pervert bastard you're dating. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like calling myself something mean. Doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, pervert it. bastard it is. <laughs> it's a weird go-to. I don't know. <laughs> moving on. Um, so uh, on this Reddit thread about the uh, about the uh, the booing and all that, mm. basically someone asked, "Okay, I'm out of the loop. What's going on here? Like, why are people? Why does he want them to boo? What's going <laughs> on? With like, who's Mars Argo? They were trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Here's the comment that was posted uh, on that question. Apparently, they were dating then when they broke up for whatever reasons. Mars basically changed passwords, deleted videos, etc., and basically locked Titanic out of all their accounts and started taking all the revenue from ads and iTunes for herself, even though apparently she didn't have very much to do with the content creation apart from the writing and, or acting and singing. There were some screenshots of tweets floating around somewhere, although they could be faked, which is why I say it was an alleged situation. Mm. That was that comment. The response to that comment by Titanic Sinclair's official Reddit account <laughs> nice. was, Congratulations. This is the most accurate representation of what happened. <laughs> nice. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said is, yeah. congrats, you're the first person that got it right. Okay. Um, that might not be true, but that certainly seems to be Titanic's story. his point of view. Yeah. Um, as far as anybody can tell, that's his actual Reddit account. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to comment all over the place on the, the, that poppy subreddit and, um, and sometimes with very specific information that other people wouldn't have access to. So it seems mm-hmm. authentic. Okay. Um, 
So that is, in the interest of trying to provide some insight on what might have happened with Mars Argo, that's his side. Okay. Mars has not, that I can tell, provided a public-facing account of what happened. Um, I will say one more thing about Mars Argo. There was a video that was released uh, called Everybody Wants It All about mid-2016 mm-hmm. on the Mars Argo account. Um, it is super creepy. Uh, it, it features Mars uh, doing things like putting a gun to her head and saying, oh. is this funny? Oh, I hate that. I know, me I too. I hate that. I don't even know that it's a real gun from the video. It's very hard to tell. Right. I but just, it, just does, it I, doesn't matter. It's really joking, awful. It, yeah. Joking about that is not, it's not, it's not, and you know it's not. <clears throat> I know. You just, you made everyone really worried about you. Yeah, now, I don't want to, because here's the thing, I want to be clear, I don't know about what the timelines are. <clears throat> yeah. So, this is mid-2016. Mm-hmm. Is this possibly something that Titanic worked with her and produced, and then didn't, I, you know, I don't know what the timelines were for when their relationship and project ended, Yeah. so I don't want to ascribe this just to her. Mm-hmm. Um. There's, like, a really creepy Joker-esque kind of smile on her face. She's, like, you know, sort of... She, she appears very pale in the video with very bright red lips. And, like, there's a smeary effect to the video. Mm-hmm. And her just smile seems enormous Ugh. and really creepy. Um, here's the kicker for this video. There's a bunch of weird sound that is very obviously reverse audio mm-hmm. in the video. And when you play it, the whole video backwards, here is what I have been told. I haven't heard it for myself. What I've been told the message is, if you want it all, if you want it all, you cannot be distracted by the illusion you've created. Only when the mind is silent, you can see clear enough to enjoy your life and forget about your desires. Your desires are irrelevant. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's like kind of like yeah. semi-inspirational sounding platitudes. It's it's sort of it might be inspirational. It might just be I don't know. It it's it doesn't it, to me it didn't really say anything. But I thought I couldn't talk about Mars Argo without talking about that because people actually discovered. I mean, it was pretty obvious there was reverse audio, but that was like for the community of people that care about this thing. Yeah. They probably thought that was a huge fucking deal. Yeah. To like find the hidden message. The the Easter egg. Yeah. Um I don't want to cast any aspersions about Mars Argo. I don't really know anything about in particular the woman, the performer, you know. Mm-hmm. But I will say that that's one side of what happened there. There's probably another side. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like you don't do all that stuff unless you feel particularly burned or jilted by somebody, and there's right. probably another version of that story. Right. Well, and here's the thing. The Titanic Sinclair approved version is that she didn't have all that much to do with the creative side of things and was playing her character. Right. And that was it. Right. But I can very easily see the other side, and of course we don't have confirmation on this, right. but I could see the other side of it being... No, I had a bigger role than people knew. Yeah. And I wasn't getting paid for it or I wasn't getting recognized sure. for it. Who knows if that was the case? It yeah. very well might not be, but there is always two sides. Yeah. And it's, it's worth floating other possibilities because we just don't know what actually happened there. Right. And I very rarely is is a situation just, oh, they did this shitty thing because they're a shitty person. Right. There's usually some 
that was my some way as well. they justify it to themselves or some reason they feel justified in doing something that's objectively like a crappy thing to do. Right. You know, like you know that's not a good thing to do. So why what's the justification? What's the motivation for doing that thing? Yeah. So clearly there's a side we don't know about. Um, yeah. My fear going into this topic and not knowing too much about it was that Titanic Sinclair was going to be... Like a bad guy? Creepier. Yeah. Yeah, or manipulative, because I knew he was kind of like the producer yeah. of all this, but I didn't... And I had maybe heard a couple things about, like, Mars Argo not being involved anymore. Right. I hadn't really heard specifically why. I just knew that was over. Right. Um, and so my fear was just like... Well, he's also got a big, scary, industrial-sounding name. Right. You know, he sounds like a pipe-smoking, you know, tossing people by the wayside, you know, mogul type. Titanic bit, Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, got, he's got a name that sounds like he uses people as, like, you know... Uh, 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 I don't know what we're going for. He, I, I don't know either. Like a like a walk like a walking mat. He just like steps yeah. all over people. It sounds like that, but that's I don't. I did not get that impression. Right. Then I expected I'm, to. I'm actually. glad that you didn't. I mean. Yeah, I will say this. I think if that was true, or at least if it was likely true, in the research I did, I feel like I would have seen more anecdotally. At least to go, wait, people are saying this might be happening. Like, right. Usually when someone is a real piece of shit, at, least, some, at least somebody is saying they might be a piece of shit. Yeah. And I, I feel like in, like in the case of Mars Argo, she probably would be a little more vocal and yeah. be like, no, he was abusive. And that's why I did this thing. Right. Especially... In the age that we are right now, in the time period that we have so recently been going through of, like, yeah, people coming out a lot about abuse and things they've experienced. Right. Um, I'm glad to see that it, like, in that interview where it was Titanic Sinclair and Poppy, that it yeah. didn't seem like him, like, being in control and kind of, like, being manipulative or him... Yeah. Being domineering. And actually, on that note, I think it's worthwhile mentioning again, and I could be wrong, the name of the, the author of the Wired article, which now my phone has gone to sleep. I feel like I need to pull that back up one more time. But it sounded it sounded like a female name, and I think that's relevant. Lexi Pandel. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like it's relevant because again, I uh for what for whatever it's worth, if a woman interviewer is placed before a man and a woman that are to, you know, you know, talk to her about some subject, she she might notice certain things. Maybe, right. maybe might be a little more sensitive to that dynamic. Might kind of at least catch certain things that not necessarily every dude would would notice. And and, and nowhere in that article was there ever the sensation or even implication that there was a a dynamic there. Right, and the, the fact that she said he was easy to talk to yeah. and self-effacing. It, it caught her off guard, too, actually. Right. She wasn't expecting that either. So if that dynamic exists, it's extraordinarily well hidden. Yeah. Um, it could be that that's not out there, but it, it seems like a true partnership. Okay. Um, which I, f I found actually really encouraging, considering the nature of Poppy as a character. Right, and the, the sort of, like, fear of her... Not yeah. being safe. Yes. 
She's she's aloof, <coughs> and and she wants it to be all on the surface, but she's not. Yeah. Necessarily in danger. <laughs> and I got a strong impression that that's that's largely her creation too. And honestly, I would say if if uh, if you're listening, if you have any doubt that I fully represented the 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 nature of that relationship. Uh, look up Lexi Pandel's Wired article about Poppy. Um, yeah. It's actually really fascinating. Yeah, I kind of uh, want to read that. She goes through several stages of like, okay, here's what I first experienced. Here's the videos. Here was a conversation I had with Poppy where it sounded like lines were being fed to her, mm-hmm. you know, and that was very odd to me. And then, and then, okay, well, I guess that, that conversation passed muster with their agents. So I was granted another interview this time in person. And then I got this level of access mm-hmm. and it kind of goes through a, 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 an interesting series of investigative stages getting closer to the subject and getting a better understanding of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's very, very good. I would recommend anyone listening to this. Oh, check that, that was out. Vice, you said? No, it's a Wired. Wired, Wired, okay. yeah. Lexi Pandel, Wired, Poppy. If you type all those words into Google, you'll probably get the article, which you'll I, didn't, probably get I didn't note the title of. I wish I had. So quick conclusion on this. Okay. Um, and I'm going to actually, uh, this is kind of a long episode, but That's I'm, okay. I'm having fun with this one. Yeah. Um, I don't worry about the time. It's fine. Uh, so my, my quick summation conclusion on this is that they're real people. This is a real project. This really is an art piece. Mm-hmm. And you could talk a long time about what it means. I do think there's elements of Poppy as a character that reflect on like the emptiness of what it means to be famous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's elements of Poppy that are like, you know, deliberately juxtaposing comfortable things with uncomfortable things. Like, mm-hmm. I think really it is for wh- whether it's whether it's valuable or not, whether it's good art, good art or not. It's definitely an art piece. Yeah, it is whatever you get from it. It is yeah. there to elicit a response. But it's not there to tell you what the response should be. Yeah, I think Which so. I think that's Which is, what good art should do. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting thing to do is like present people with something that is challenging to them and not make it incredibly clear what they should feel about it. Right. You know, I think that that's like a, a good goal for art in general is like make people be responsible for their own feelings about something. Uh-huh. Um, way too often the opposite of art, you know, like vague, uh, whatever you, whatever you call entertainment, like just, just like things that are entertaining, but not necessarily artistic, heavily telegraph to you what you're supposed yeah. to think about them. It's like a sitcom with a laugh track. Exactly. Don't, don't tell me when I'm supposed to find things funny. That's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had thought of that sooner. It's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh. But the laughing people think so, so I'm going to laugh, too. I guess this is where the funny is. Yeah. And actually, all the videos that you can find on YouTube of uh, sitcoms without the laugh track make it really obvious that you need the laugh track to laugh because it's not that funny. Right. You know? (laughs) Like, that's weak sauce art. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, in my conclusion, I want to offer a brief anecdote that I think might be relevant to this topic. And I don't think I've talked to you about this, which is mm, intrigue. 
the internet community around the Instant Pot all-in-one oh, cooker. we have briefly talked about it. Have we? What, what does this have to do with Poppy? I know. <laughs> I know this is a weird thing to drop in at the very end, but I think they're related. Okay. So you, okay, so we did talk about it. So then you know When that, we were with Matt and Grace. Oh, we, right. We talked about, so if you guys don't know what Instant Pot is, it's like an electric pressure cooker, but yeah. people who have used it and gotten, it's like a cult appreciation yes it does like the instant pot cooker is like for all that anyone can tell basically a pressure cooker mm-hmm. it's just a thing that you put food in and wait and it comes out hot you can make a whole meal relatively quickly in it yeah and you that means you can do a lot of things in it really easily and yeah. so people get all excited and there's Facebook groups and you can make it you can make rice with it you can use it as a crock pot you can use it as a general purpose pressure cooker you it'll can even walk your it. dog it'll even walk your goddamn dog <laughs> um it does a lot of things but what's more interesting than what the instant pot does is what it does to people because there are these obsessive online groups who just talk about their Instant Pot all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I promise I will make it clear where I'm going with this. Okay. But there are, like, posts of people being like, I wonder if I can take my Instant Pot to Disneyland. Is that okay? Will they stop me from taking my Instant Pot to Disneyland? Or a picture of an Instant That's Pot. so weird. I know, I know. Or a picture of an Instant Pot on a, um outdoor table, and it says, well, we made... Rice pudding last night, and we left the Instant Pots outside, and a squirrel ate our seal around the Instant Pot. Can we buy replacement parts for our Instant Pot? We had such a lovely evening with our Instant Pot. Or other people going, well, I'm traveling out of town on business. Can I cook in an Instant Pot in my hotel room? Do you think anybody... Like, people... The people who join these particular online groups... Instant Pot is life now. They're fucking in. All the way on a thing that is like on its face, just a cooker. Yes, exactly. It has a cult-like tendency to it. I just want to see the picture of the Instapot wearing an engagement ring. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm certain that someone has married one by now because it's the internet and why wouldn't you? I mean, that lady married a... A ride, a carnival so, ride, a carnival yeah. ride. So, yeah, any minute now, someone's gonna marry their instant pot. Um, it's it's incredible. There's so many of these posts. It's like it seems like it's a better chef than me, at least. So. There's people who <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's people who have dinner parties with like five of these things with different things in each one. Like a like 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 people are obsessed. And and yeah, like that's cool. Like I'm kind of there. I'm halfway there for it, but also I kind of roll my eyes at the. Yeah. Real intense bits. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because here's where I'm going with this. This is why I mentioned this silly thing. Mm-hmm. Is that I believe the world is starved for meaning. Mm-hmm. Meaning and community. Yes. I think this is like if I can make an if I can make any meaningful conclusion out of what is Poppy, or why Poppy is successful, or why it works with anybody, mm-hmm. it's that people are super desperate to belong. Yes. People feel alone. Mm -hmm. People need a purpose. 
and some things give people enough to grab onto, even a stupid cookware appliance. Yeah. Give people enough it's, belonging to latch on. It's the reason I'm in Facebook groups for podcasts I listen to. It's the reason it's, we do so much of what we do. Yeah, it's the reason I am in the group Geek Girl Brunch. It's the reason I do roller derby. It's, it's the reason we're talking to the void right now. Right. We're talking it's, into microphones to the void and hoping something hears us. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It, it's to feel... Like you said, a sense of belonging, a sense of community, a sense of purpose, a, a passion, like yeah. to feel something. Yeah. To feel something because so much of reality right now yeah. and life right now, it sucks. Yeah. Things suck. Like, yeah. especially in the age of the internet because you have better access to information. Mm -hmm. You have more access to misinformation. Yeah. You, there's minds everywhere. Everywhere yeah. you go, there's a mine. There's something to blow up your day. There's yeah. something to make you feel shitty. There's something to make you feel like you can't feel anything. And mm -hmm. I, if we started the episode talking about depression, and let's go ahead and, and end the episode <laughs> sure. talking about it. Sure. So many yeah. of us are depressed or dealing with mental illness, and sometimes we feel like we we can't feel or we feel too much in that shit sucks. So to yeah. find something to latch on to and to like feel like other people yeah. are into the same thing you are or feel the same thing you do about it, that can be really powerful. Yes. Even in such a silly way as like watching a poppy video and right. feeling like other people think it's as weird as you think it is. Yeah. Like to the core of what I'm saying... Even something as simple as an eight-in-one kitchen appliance gives people something to wrap <laughs> themselves around. And, yeah. And, and on some level, what could be a more perfect latching on point than the blank canvas woman? Mm -hmm. This young, sweet, seemingly innocent, possibly vulnerable and scared-like person that both wants <laughs> to talk to you and acknowledge you and also is impersonal and robotic, maybe is fine, maybe is in danger. Like, this is, to me, the core appeal of Poppy. Mm hmm Is it's the thing people can wrap themselves around. Yeah. Because they don't have that thing somewhere else. Yeah. It, it's something to be interested in. Yeah. It's something to care about. That's what it is. It's, it's something, something to care about. Something to care about, <laughs> something to root for, something to defend, something to research, something to lose yourself in. Mm -hmm. It's everything. And again, in Poppy's words, she wants you at the surface. People can't stay there. No. I think that's the real point. Yes. I think that's the real point. Right. People inherently can't sit at the surface. Yeah. They want more. And what is more perfect than that canvas? Yeah, and and like you said, it's it, it possibly can be a, a commentary on what it's like to be to have fame. And I I think that I don't know how they I can't speak to how they really meant the character. Me either. But I can definitely see it being that because <clears throat> as 
someone who has fame, like I'm acting like I do, but a person who has fame, I feel like it's common to feel like people take, take, take. They want more and more and more of you. They want you to explain your every feeling, your every emotion. They want you to do it for them. They want to feel like they're your friend and they know you and you owe them something. Yeah, 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 And I think that might be part of the point. Yeah. Is that... Poppy resists all that. Keep it at the surface. Yeah. I am... What I give you is what I give you. Yeah. And that's all you're going to know. And you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And I think that's an important message. I do think that's an important message because how many weird shit, how much weird shit, how many weird shit? How many, how many weird, weird shits have I taken? <laughs> Tell um, me about it. How much weird shit has happened with people stalking celebrities or, yeah. you know, stuff like that where people step over the line yeah. because they feel like, Oh, I know this person. Yeah. I care about this person. They owe it to me to give me an explanation on how why they said that thing or they owe it to me to be a perfect person who doesn't make mistakes. And now yeah. I'm disappointed in them because they cheated on their wife yeah, or right. whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Like yeah, celebrities fuck up because they're human beings. And that's not to say I defend like people being pieces of shit and treating other people <clears throat> poorly. Because that is so much of what the celebrity fuck-ups have been lately. Yeah, right. But putting people on a pedestal and expecting them to answer to you when they disappoint you um, is not fair Yeah. to anybody. And it's not healthy to yeah. do that. So, yeah, so just too. go buy a fucking Instant Pot and make that your passion. <laughs> yeah. And the Instant Pot won't disappoint you. Yeah. It will Celebrities probably, will. It will probably make <laughs> half decent yogurt and a pretty decent roast beef. Yeah. So just do that. And just instead. don't let squirrels eat it, I guess. <laughs> That's about as good a conclusion as I could hope for. <laughs> but that, in a nutshell, is Poppy. Oh uh, man, that's a ride. There are depths to plumb here that I haven't begun to haven't begun haven't begun to touch here. There's so many videos I didn't watch. There's so much weird, very creepy stuff that I read about but didn't see. Mm-hmm. So, do not consider this the end of this topic. Uh, if yeah. you're listening, by all means, I recommend checking out Poppy's YouTube channel, which I believe is uh, that Poppy. I think it is that Poppy. There's more to see. There's more to look into, and obviously, if you if you're and keen to read it, there's way more to read. Right, and if you guys have a hot take or. An opinion on this yeah. or a video in particular you want us to watch or yeah. something that can provide insight or if you are poppy and you want to talk to <laughs> us. <laughs> and also, like, in particular, if you have reactions to the stuff we talk about on this show, if you have, if you think we got something wrong, because I'm sure that every now and then we can, uh, you know, like, send us. Oh, no, I'm us. infallible. <laughs> okay, well, I think about it. If you have something to argue with me about, uh, <laughs> Send us an email, goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. We will, we will read your comments on this show. Um, We're also on Facebook. Yes. Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook. We are on Twitter, but I don't pay attention to that that much because yeah. no one contacts us on Twitter. But yeah. if you do, I'll eventually see it. But probably the email or Facebook it, is better. Twitter is for Russian trolls anyway, I think. Why, why do they have to go somewhere so fast? Huh? They're Russian. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Right over my head. 
that's a great place to end this episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening again oh. to Goose Chase. We are your hosts, Christy and Dave. I can't tell you how happy that just made me. <laughs> just went right over my head. This has been Goose Chase. Uh, we will see you again in another week with another episode, and we thank you, as always, for listening. And just a reminder, next episode will be the very super special, very first guest episode yes. ever with TJ and Laura. That is going to be a whole lot of fun. We uh, invite you to listen next Wednesday. More Goose Chase. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna it's good for me. It's pretty good for me, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> it's pretty good for me. Alright, bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter our handle is at GooseChasePod and our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 